all-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. We talked all last episode about how fearful we are of Stafford and uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm enjoying this First candy all, you gave me. I do ASMR eating, <laughs> not you. Second of all, I did give you a piece of candy. You're welcome. Ooh, a piece of candy. What a time of year, right? This place is oh, full. Oh, man. This, just, this studio right now is literally like walking into Wonka's Candy Factory. There is so much candy in this place. And you know what the best part is, Jacob? It's all free. After how, well, it is all free. And I do love a freebies again. <laughs> but after Halloween, there's going to be bags of stuff. Oh, yeah. From all the parents in this place whose kids, they steal the candy from their kids or the kids got too much. Bags of candy or candy that they didn't give out to their trick-or-treaters. Oh, God, I'm going to have a cavity come November 1st. What's your favorite building. candy? I've always been really good on Reese's. Oh, I know, I'm glad you went that. Can I, I, can that I that's can so I classic and you? cliche. Can I interest you? In a Reese's stick. I've never had the stick. Oh, Tom, you lie. I do You love, definitely have. I do love all the variations that Reese's have. Oh, yeah. Have you had the big cup? Almost a little yeah. too much peanut butter in that. Well, the best iteration of Reese's is the uh, Easter Bunny. Oh. Without, or, or the egg. The, the egg. Yeah, or without. The, or the pumpkin. Without any of the like, specialty ones. The Christmas the tree best. one. Yeah, it's oh, the God. They are the best. I don't know what they do. But there's a little something special that they put in there. I'll give the you an honorable. I'll give there. you two honorable. You gotta mentions try the Reese's too. stick. I Go do. to a gas station, find it. A couple honorable mentions too. I'll throw in there. I love a good Twix bar. I know that people are kind of you know that's not high up on their list. It's not high up on my I list. I love it though. That cookie yeah. crunch is great. And I'm are just, you one of those? Since you like it so much, do you partake in the left side versus right side battle? I do. Or I put them both in my mouth at the same <laughs> time and have them fight each other. Uh, and then Snickers. I mean, it's that's so just such good. a good. Fill you up kind of candy bar. Yeah, it's it's packing some protein it's in there so good, with yeah. the peanut butter. I love the peanuts. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Halloween right around the corner. <laughs> Jacob's eating candy in the studio. I don't even remember what I was saying to start the show. I have oh, no that's right. idea. We talked about stopping the offense. How fearful we were of Matt Stafford. How fearful we were of Puka and Cooper Cup. But who the hell is going to block Aaron Donald oh, on the man. offensive side of the ball for the Steelers? He's a flame-breathing dragon in the middle of a defense that's kind of just okay. A lot of young players playing on that defense. They're in transition, but they still have their monster, and he's not at his prime. But I, like Williamson put it yesterday, he's not the best football player on the defensive side of the ball in the league anymore, uh-huh. but he's like maybe number five. He's still Aaron number Donald. Six. Like yeah. He's still top ten. He still wrecks your game. And the thing that's hurting Donald the most this year is his lack of help up front. There is no one to take anything away from Donald. He's getting doubled. He's getting tripled all game long. And he's still finding his way to put up some numbers. He's got eight tackles for loss so far, and he's got two and a half sacks. And 
Jacob, I don't know if you were watching the game against the Cardinals last weekend. Donald ripped into the backfield, and I think he should have gotten a penalty, honestly. Like, picked Josh Dobbs up off the ground and then did, like, a suplex down into the ground. I don't know if you saw that play. No, I did not. It was one of the most violent sacks you'll see in the mm. modern era because it, it looked like those old plays where Mean Joe would just, like, kind of grab him by one hand. Yeah, and just, right. Like, throw, throw him down. down. He, uh-huh. like, suplexed the guy into the ground. He's just, it, Not only is he just physically imposing... He's just scary. Like, he's just oh, yeah. a mean dude on that football field. And I don't think he has a reputation of being surly off the field. He comes back to Pitt all the time. He donates money sure. to Pitt. He, he's around the Penn Hills community all the time. He, he has a very good sense of where he came from, and he loves Pittsburgh a lot. And he, he seems like a very nice guy off the field. But he's able to switch something whenever he puts that helmet on because he's, he's mean. Like, mm-hmm. he is not any – like, some people say, like, oh – Andrew Luck was so hard to play against because he was so damn polite. Like, every time you'd sack him, I'd be like, oh, that's such a great play, man. <laughs> it's the exact opposite with Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. He's not Indomitian <laughs> Sue mean where he's really no. dirty, but he's also a little dirty, too. Aaron he's Donald. just scary. Scary, scary, dude. And to have that— like, Do you remember that—was it in the preseason or was it game one when Geno—it was game one when Geno Smith was mic'd up he was like, oh, my God, and he had to throw the ball away because Aaron Donald was about to pancake him. I mean, he's first ballot Hall of Famer. He's on the Mount Rushmore as, as far as defensive One of the greatest defenders ever. Yeah. ever concerned. He, he, without a doubt, is still a game record that you got to be worried about. So not to, you know, just fall back on the obvious, but if you're the Steelers, you got to double, triple team. you got to take this guy out as, as often as you can with as many bodies as you can. There's... No way that just, you know, Mason Cole on the inside or James Daniels are going to see him all are going to be able to handle him even if they are double teaming him. So, I mean, that right there is the thing when you look at the Steelers versus that Rams defense. Mm -hmm. That's still at top of mind is Aaron Donald and how you neutralize or slow him down at all. Um, He'll wreck this game at some point. He'll make a big play in the backfield. I think it's about minimizing how many big plays how much he wrecks the game because like he's one of those players that it's just it's almost impossible to shut him out for an entire game no you can't he's he i mean wasn't it the last time the Steelers played a game against the rams didn't he have like a sack and a safety in that game i think so that was back in 2019 mm-hmm. i think you're right it was the duck granted Hodges he was year. playing against mason and duck i don't know which one of the two started that game i think it was mason but so he was s- still he's that he's was a back, game record. That was when he was in form, too. That right. was when he was in his prime. He's right? a game I mean, record. He's still so damn good. Do you think, you know, I'm looking at his draft class right now because it's it's amazing that he was taken 13th overall. When you yeah, really can you, look back at who it. Who were the guys taking a I, uh The first pick him. that year was Jadeveon Clowney. Ooh. One overall. Ooh. Um, but, think about, okay, but think about those two right now. It's so obvious why it happened that way. Clowney looked like he was built in a lab. Like, mm-hmm. literally, like, if you were going to make a defensive player... Playing Clowning for an SEC team, like. a good South Carolina team. That Michigan team. play, too, where he right. blew up the guy. Well, that's why. You know, Merrill Hodge always says that he thinks Jadavian Clowney is the most overhyped first overall pick because of that one play. If you look at the rest of his tape, he was also fine. the number one recruit out of high school right. whenever he went to right. South Carolina. Like, he was built to be an NFL star. Aaron Donald's so undersized. Like, that was the big mm-hmm. knock on him. Like, well, he's just too small. He's going to get eaten up on the inside of that line. Lo and behold, 
he ends up becoming kind of the revolutionary when it comes to that position. Right. You don't now have you're not to just be some oversized, big fat right. plugger of the. You got to pass rush from the middle. Mm-hmm. You got to be athletic from the middle of Nimble. that defensive yeah. line. So you know he really was the forefather when it came to I think that transition at that position. It is a copycat league. But here's some other guys that went in front of him. Greg Robinson. You don't even know who that is. Nope. Blake Bortles. Oh, Ugh. Jacksonville. <laughs> Sammy Watkins went in front of him. Yeah, not great. Khalil Mack. Okay, pretty, pretty good. good. Mike Evans. Pretty, pretty good. good. Justin Gilbert. Nope. Wasn't that the Browns pick? Yeah, it was the Browns pick. Uh, the Steelers then like signed for a year? Anthony Barr. Who? Eric Ebron. Wow. 10th overall there. Wow. Taylor Luan from Tennessee had okay sure. years as a tackle, okay. but you'd rather have Donald. And then kind of got had some beef with the Steelers. Yep. Odell was the pick right before wow. Aaron Donald, and then Donald was picked. The two picks after, Kyle Fuller went to the Bears, and Ryan right. Shazier went to the Steelers. Oh. Two, they were two picks. Do you think if Shazier wow. and Donald were both there at 15, the Steelers would have taken Donald? Pick guy. Pick guy. <gasps> the second coming of Mean Joe. We like building through the defense. Maybe. Even though Shazier is building through the defense. Through the defense. Maybe. It's an interesting and if. Here's you the see thing. that and if L like that he does. Oh, I love those. That'd be an interesting one. Like, what if Donald slipped to the Steelers? I I don't want to say I regret taking Ryan Shazier. No, you can't. Ryan Shazier was, I'm looking at this class right now, in that first round, other than Donald, I mean, the only other guys I would say were better than Shazier were Obdell maybe Mike Evans, Khalil Mack. Other than that... I mean, and Mike Evans and Odell are just receivers, which you can take any year. You have Ryan Shazier was on the path to becoming the best inside linebacker in the NFL. There's two deep boys in this class, Mack and Donald. Mm-hmm. Shazier had the potential to be a third. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Really one of the most unfortunate things in Steelers history. And in a way, they're still... Paying for it, right? Really, still from. trying to. This year is like the only year they've so far. They've, they've been, been fine. They've been fine. They have been fine. That's that's the bad thing, Tom. Is that they've been fine? Is the bar? Because would, every other year it's been completely uh, disappointing. Would you try to run at Donald early? What's up? I'm John Wall, and I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, bro. <laughs> try to, you know, maybe double teams at the point of attack. Try to run. Like, a lot of teams think that's a good strategy against elite players up front, good pass rushers, is you attack them, you run at them. But the thing that makes Donald so different is he's not just a pass rusher. He's not just like TJ Watt where you can say, okay, try to run at him and maybe you can neutralize him. I'm gonna guess he's they, a run stuffer too. Right. I'm gonna guess no. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna guess they don't so because just, they don't favor the run anyways. So do you just like look and find where he's at on the field and just go the opposite way every time? I mean, 
Is that no, what I don't to? think there's any big, there's any like solid game plan because you've seen him destroy defenses or offenses for for his entire career. It's just a point of minimizing the damage that he can do. He's gonna do some kind of damage. It's just what can you do to stop him? But my fear is Tom with this offensive line right now. Sure, they had a a better game against Baltimore, but they've had worse games. Like Will Anderson in Houston had a decent day against, uh, not a decent, a, a really good day against the Steelers' offensive line. I just don't trust the offensive line as a unit right now to say they're capable of minimizing the damage that Aaron Donald can do. I guess this is just the Aaron Donald episode. You know what's just the craziest part about him? And I'm about to turn my computer and show you the picture that I'm looking at right now. He's not got a single ounce of body fat on his body for as big of a dude he is. Look at that, dude. Look at that monster, dude. It's all muscle, but he's still like six foot three or six foot one and like two, four. Like, He's a monster. He looks like he's got some weight to him. Uh-huh. It's literally all it's muscle. Just like he's just pure been sculpted muscle. from the gods. So I think, I mean, that he's, you've never seen a player at that position as effective as him because you've never really seen a player look that good at the position like him. I mean, and you, have you seen those off-season training videos where he has like the knives and he like, tries to fight the knives I off know. as far as a pass? What is he doing? Craig Wolfley, I think, used to do some of that stuff. Really? Uh, something like that too. Well, he was into like jujitsu and all that stuff. So that doesn't yeah, like I remember me. when I would do the engineering for them, like Tunch and him would go outside and do like jujitsu <laughs> moves against each other. Tunch was a pro bowler and Wolf was in that league for like ten years. I'm sure it helped. I'm sure it helped. Um, but Donald is just—he's cut from a different cloth when it comes to defensive players mm-hmm. in the history of the league. He—he's so unique compared to the rest of that position. Like he doesn't look like Joe Green. Like he doesn't look like. Anybody who came before him and played that position well, um, it's amazing that he's only 32 years old. Yeah, he's been around forever for a long time, and, and it's just still kind of not felt that like old. he was going to retire for the past couple of ever since they won the Super Bowl. It's kind of been like, will he? Won't he? Although you didn't hear that this year, did you? Like, there no, was not pretty, at all. It was pretty quiet on the air. It Donald was really all year. after that Super Bowl run. And it was him and McVeigh. Remember, like it was both right, they of them. Both like, are we leave. just done? Are we leaving? And, and you know, what? I like, honestly, I wonder if Stafford's health and them watching him recover from his elbow injury, not maybe not Donald's mind, but swayed McVeigh to stay a little bit, just to be yeah, like, why, definitely why, possible. I, I still got a quarterback. I mean, I don't need to leave right now. So, um, but blocking Donald's just going to be an absolute nightmare for the Steelers, and I don't think they have an offensive lineman that's qualified to do it. And therefore, I think you need to be playing your best offensive lineman as a unit to try to neutralize everybody else on that defensive front. And again, they're not that many great players. Byron Young is a rookie who's three sacks so far. He's looking like a promising pass rusher. But there's no one else really that you have to worry about. Um, if you allow, you know, I'm trying. I'm, I'm thinking about like Drake Jackson in the Niners game. Like he allows someone random to get three sacks because you're so preoccupied with everybody else. If you're so preoccupied with Donald that you let someone who's getting single teamed there just wreck your game, that's a huge problem. Sure. And what I'm go- getting towards here is leading me down the road of Roger Jones needs to play. He needs to play at left tackle. He's your best offensive lineman right now. He will help neutralize a guy like Byron Young and do so probably with just a single team, just himself doing it, and allow you to help out a lot more on Aaron Donald. I it doesn't make sense after his performance against the Ravens for him to go back to the bench. And not only has he been playing, has he played better than Moore when he started, 
but he is just so key, I think, for the entire offensive line to play better as well. He's that anchor. You know, everybody talks about when you have an offensive line, you all have to be solid. You all have to do your jobs. But there's usually always that one anchor, that one guy that since he's so good, makes everybody else on that line better. No one in that current starting five, and I include Dan Moore in that current starting five, has the potential to anchor a line, make people around them better. Jones does. He might not realize that potential this year, but that's the kind of player that he's going to become. He's an elevator. I don't think, you know, and we were really hopeful that this wasn't going to be the case with Siamalu, but are we surprised that Siamalu looks worse without Kelsey and Johnson on the either side of him now? I mean, Siamalu is playing better, too. He's warming up to the Steelers, mm-hmm. but it's not he's not an near. anchor. He no. had anchors around mm-hmm. him, and that's why he looked so much better. Those type of players elevate the line. Jones is that type of player, and do you agree with me? He's the only player on the roster that has that capability so far in your eyes. On the offensive line, everybody right, else to be sure. an anchor, to be the clear one of five on that. For unit. sure. I mean, what 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 have you seen out of either of the tackles to give you that indication? What have you seen out of Mason Cole or James Daniel? It's not just that either of the tackles. What haven't I? What have I seen? Because I haven't seen anything. It's that coupled with what I saw what out of you Jones have seen, the Ravens. Right. Well, that's what I meant. You haven't seen anything from the starting five to start the season, and you have seen it out of Broderick Jones. And people keep pointing to Dan Moore. Oh, he didn't allow any sacks against those big threes that he had to go up against. But his pressure rate was pretty high, and Jones didn't allow like any pressures at all. So just because you didn't get Kenny Pickett sacked doesn't mean that Kenny Pickett didn't feel the pressure coming from your side, force him into a bad throw, force him into leaving a pocket earlier than he should have. I mean, he was going to do that anyways, right, and then so, when you when you actually have a a, a broken pocket, he's going to try so to escape. Roger Jones can calm some of that chaos down, and when you have a quarterback that has the knack so far of bailing out on a clean pocket, um, maybe it's best to put somebody on that blind side that he has more faith in mm-hmm. protecting him than Dan. Maybe he gets the happy feet because he doesn't trust the guy behind him. Right. I mean, him. think about it. If if Broderick Jones had been in the lineup for a while and had established that blindside protection for Kenny Pickett. Does Kenny Pickett, even though Broderick Jones was on the field, I believe he was for that fourth down play, that fourth and one against the Texans, does Kenny Pickett bail out of that pocket? Yeah, he does. I mean, Pickett, he did. Yeah. I mean, Pickett, right. that's but do a you Pickett think, but problem do you th- more than a, a line problem, but I wonder if the li- if his if, lack of faith in a guy like Dan that's Moore what, fuels that, right, his problem. right. Well, here's the thing is that that was Broderick Jones' first time coming in. Right, so maybe he has that same kind of, I don't trust that guy. Or yet. maybe that, that protection is better, so maybe Kenny is less likely to break out of that pocket even to begin with. Yeah, I just think, and, and then to kind of simplify it all, he's just the best player that you have at that position. Yeah, group. I mean, for he, sure. He's so On the offensive line, he's the best player. Do you read anything into him not speaking with the media? yesterday or two days ago after Dan Moore returned to practice uh, on Monday with the first team? I don't know. I, I, linemen aren't usually the type to, you know, pout or say, yeah. I need to get mine. Um, that might be the lineman's way of doing it, though, just being like, yeah, I'm not talking today. I'll get you that later in the right. week or something like that. I, I have to imagine, and... I don't blame him for this at all, so I don't want this to come off as a negative towards Roger Jones, but 
have to imagine that he sees day in and day out in that facility and on game He's better. Days, that I'm better than yeah, this guy. Right. That I am better than Dan Moore. And he just keeps and, – and think about, too, Broderick's probably heading into the bye week, you know, talking to his friends from Georgia, talking to his family again. You played great, Broderick. You looked great against the, the Ravens, too. It wasn't like you just sure. played the Jets or – Bad example because the Jets are great. Defense. Well, you know like the you Jets. The well, historically, like the Jets to be or the you Browns the to be. Yeah. Team that hates your guts the most in the Ravens, and you held your own, and then some against them. Like, I'm sure, he's feeling himself. He's starting to build that confidence in himself. And then he comes back from the bye, and he shows up to Monday practice. And all right, let's go with the ones more. Get back out there. And he's probably like, "What do I have to do now?" Like, right. like I, I know he said. What, what can I do right. from the bench, though? I know he said from the beginning he liked the fact that Dan Moore was starting first because he has been on record saying I needed to learn. It was good for me to sit and learn a little bit. But then he got his trial by fire against the Ravens, and he extinguished the fire. And now he's right back to kind of in that learning mode. Now I think would be the time in his head where he'd be like, all right, I sat the bench. I learned for a couple games. I feel up to speed now, and they're still not going to play me. Like, I could sense him getting a little frustrated, and I don't think it's not rightfully so. No, I think it's warranted. And it's not out of a spot of – I don't think it's born out of a, oh, I'm the 14th overall pick. I need to start getting mine so I can start building up my resume for my next contract. I think it's literally built out of, I'm the best lineman on the team. We win more games if I'm out there. Put me out there. And I'll I'll repeat this question – what can he do, though, to show that he's worth starting when he's nothing being more. benched? There's nothing more he can do. But he's, like, like, he can't do anything himself because he'll be on the bench. Like He, he can't... couldn't do anything until he got his chance. He got his chance. He passed with flying colors. If they're not going to give it to him, he can't do anything except right. hope that Dan Which hope, has... He doesn't hope anything happens. He has to sit and wait for Dan Moore to get injured again, if that happens. That's or, his only ch- or Chooks, and then they slide the line around. Like What level does Dan Moore has, have to stoop to? For his play to be so bad, he's the worst-rated offensive lineman right. in football. What? What? what, what where does what, he go where, from there? Yeah, right. What worse could he do? Yeah, you. Yeah, you, you can't, can't answer that. And and on top of it, Jones couldn't have looked any better. I don't think in his first full start as an NFL left tackle against a good defense. So it kind of feels like Looney Tunes land a little bit, and I still am kind of holding my breath. And on Sunday, or when they practice today which is Wednesday or later this week, you see Broderick out there with the ones, and it was kind of just like a, a mirage on Monday what happened. But I I don't know why the Steelers would just throw Dan Moore out there on Monday just to see if he's okay with the ones. Like, now you need Broderick to get as many snaps with the first team as he possibly can. For the rest of the week. For the rest of the week and mm-hmm. the rest of the season and the rest of his career. And that's kind of what we were saying in training camp, too. We were like, I'd love to see Broderick play with the ones a lot more just so he can kind of get up to speed with those guys. Uh, now, especially if you were going to make the switch to Jones, I don't think you waste first team snaps to see how Dan Moore reacts to returning from his injury on Monday's practice. So, to me, reading the tea leaves, I think sixty five is going to roll back back. Yeah, out there. it sounds like it. It sounds like it, and it's it's a decision that this podcast does not endorse. Gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acershire Stadium, the Grove City Premium Outlets, or the Tanger Outlets. You can visit us online as well at shop.steelers.com. 
Com. All right, I'm going to go out in the hallway. I'm going to get some honey. I'm going to warm up the throat <laughs> because I'm going to be screaming next because we're going to rank the best 10 teams in the NFL. It's a new concept called Power Rank. Yeah, brand new. And it's coming up next. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.